Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of The Todd Donald Show, a weekly podcast where artists and performers go to chat about nothing. Hosted by Canadian singer-songwriter Todd Donald. Hey, everyone. I'm very happy that I got a chance to do this, but in two and a half months, I've already chatted with the people that you've heard this year so far. I recorded another with Abed. I recorded this episode. Since then, I've had more records. Uh, there's a fantastic artist, Sonia Midtoon, Amy Walker, who's been kind enough to return to TDS for a long-form chat, as well as writer, show creator, and more Diana Wright. There's just so much show, and I'm still booking more. So it's almost like I should go back to weekly, but surprisingly, I'm still keeping very, very busy, so no. There's lots to look forward to, though, is the takeaway that you can get from that also. Speaking of looking forward to, I've been with this. The sharing of it with you now, secondary to the moment of, of, of having it, the conversation, the, you know, Clarissa and I have been acquaintances for many years, as you hear, hear us discussing, as you might read in social media posts and or episode notes, and it's like, don't you ever have that thing of like, wow, isn't this a cool thing to be talking with and getting to know someone you've quote unquote known for so long? I think that's awesome. Sometimes it could be quite the opposite. Like, holy shit, I think we never had a big talk for a reason. Later, creep. Uh, but that's not with this. Heads up, though, gang. Warning. Clarissa Diakno is a super talented and hardworking singer, artist, performer, and more. Her first original song presented itself to the world just over a month ago, and I'm happy to present that here. I can only apologize in retrospect for this last note. I talk too much in this episode. Yeah. Sorry about that. So enough of this intro. Give it up for Clarissa Diakno. Clarissa, welcome finally to the Todd Donald Show. You've been a super talented and kind acquaintance of mine for well over a decade, it seems. Congratulations on dropping confusion. Holy cow. Some amazing work there. Thank you so much. And please count me as an honored Thank and you. appreciative of your time, too, that you wanted to come on and chat with me about it. Really means a lot. And 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 finally, how Thank are you? Thank you for having me. I'm doing very, very well. Like, how do you do-do? <laughs> she <laughs> said do-do. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I don't know if you know this, but like, I know you've done some work in California, and that's where like a third of the audience of this podcast is from, the other two thirds being, I don't know if this is accurate, but from like where you're from, where I'm from, where you are probably right now, right, Ontario? Yeah. Yep. And now and then when Kitchener. I <laughs> when, when I still get guests uh, from the hometown, I, it always makes me feel warm inside. And I'm, like, I'm just like, how is our place? How is our city? It's like living there oh, right now. I just love it here. We miss you here. <laughs> like despite lockdown and everything, everything still feels like the, the Kitchener you know and love. It does. And honestly, I'm, a, I'm such a homebody that it just feels the same to me. Yeah. Um, I know it's different for everyone, but I, I stay home a lot. So I do go out for like food, <laughs> but right. it seems to be pretty all right here. I can't tell you how much I miss driving because there's it's the Arctic. It's a small town, so we don't have a vehicle. I walk 20 minutes to and from work each way and I miss trees. Oh, really? <laughs> how do you like keep busy besides podcasting and all that? I, we have a bit of normalcy up here. I mean, relative to <laughs> nothing shut down. We haven't had a case in this town in the Arctic. There were a few cases south of here. So yeah, going yeah. to work Monday to Friday, nine to five, 
It's still a part of life. So in between that mm-hmm. and everything else, I've been making music again and making shows for Channel 101, Frequency 101, which is pretty neat. That's amazing. Yeah. But you need let's... to get those creative juices flowing, especially at a time like this. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's it's evolved quite a bit because of COVID. And it's weird to say this, but while I've had lots of friends and known lots of people scattered across Kitchen Waterloo, I've never really felt like I was part of a community until I became a part of the community in Los Angeles, even though I've never been there. But it, it really is a world, Channel 101. You haven't been to LA yet. No, not yet. Oh my goodness. Okay, <laughs> when it's safe to do so. <laughs> yeah. I was actually supposed to leave to Japan um, a couple days ago. <laughs> that got canceled, obviously. This was a plan made pre-March last year? Yes. Actually, right. I was supposed to go also March last year. That got can- Oh, actually, I canceled that one because, you know, better safe than sorry. Yeah. Let's dive right into Confusion off the hop. It came out the 12th of February, so fairly recent to now still. Uh, your first original music, yes, if I'm not mistaken. It's an amazing yes. song, I think. Obviously. I mean, I used to sing in a band before, but... I did my research. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. I have a couple Perfect. of notes here and my pushes in the glasses and pulls up the suspenders. Rat row, he knows all. I would say this is the... <laughs> this is for you to say... But it's kind of like the beginning of a beautiful chapter of your career and your your life, putting out cre- original music, right? Are you able to enjoy the experience of it being like a beginning, considering how much you know talent you've always had and explored in other avenues over however long? Oh, shucks. Thank you. Um, I'm very excited and also kind of like nervous because I don't know, like it's still new to me. Like I've been performing for over 10 years, but it's mm-hmm. much different than like being a recording artist. <laughs> right. Well, that, I mean, that, that's... So it's, it's really fun. You've made it available for people to buy and stream, obviously. Like, don't make me do your job here. You know more about your smashing single than I do. Yes, it is available everywhere. <laughs> I'm punching it in people's faces. I'm just like, oh gosh, these people are going to be so annoyed with me. But it's just something that independent artists have to do to get right. anywhere. <laughs> do you have a special place in your heart for Bandcamp? Because like, that's the only place where they're not taking 90% of you know whatever it makes. Yes, I actually just recently made the account on Bandcamp. Um, I had one with my band like a few years ago in university, but right. it's amazing. I just discovered like Bandcamp Friday, where I think the artist takes 100% of the mm-hmm. sales. Mm-hmm. I think it happens once every month. That's yeah. really awesome. And at the same time, I mean... And it's cool that uh, you can allow... Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 you go. Uh, it's, it's cool that people can choose to pay you more than you're asking for. <laughs> right. I'll wave a flag for Bandcamp. It, for me, the stakes are low. I'm not hoping to make a living off of what I make musically now, considering it's it's novelty to a, mm-hmm. to a certain extent. I think the point that I'm trying to make is that like people can choose to be kind, and it's really sweet when they buy it on Bandcamp. But at the same time, and it's free to you, you can still put it on Spotify because there's just all those people who, hey, are you going to put it up on Spotify? Because that's how they get it. So it's tough. So you got to mm-hmm. put it that's up. That's like the main platform. It's weird. Uh, back to you. It's like, where can I listen to it for free? <laughs> yeah. Well, you can get it for free on Bandcamp, but you have to do a little more work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the song Put it itself, up everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I genuinely love Confusion. Uh, it's really awesome. I think it could open a movie. It can suture itself to a movie trailer or TV drama montage. It captures the energy of being young and chaotic, or maybe it's about COVID. I don't know. And... How much- oh my goodness. I wish you could see my face right now. I'm going to cry. <laughs> I mean all these things and past all my rambling, it does lead to a question. So you striking me as someone who at this moment 
counter to the energy of the song is quite focused and having direction. Where, uh, if anywhere, do you relate most to the song? Confusion. Oh boy. So I kind of drew from past experiences in relationships or as some people would call them situationships, if you're familiar with that term, right? where you're kind of just seeing somebody, you're involved with somebody, but you don't really talk about it. And like, you, you don't really know what's going on, but you still continue to quote, see each other. Right. So like neither of you have the balls to like bring, bring up the situation and like, kind of like, what are we? <laughs> so it's kind of like, you're, con- you're confused about it. You're not sure if you're both on the same page, but at the same time, you, you don't want to bring it up and they're not bringing it up either. So nobody brings it up and you're just laying in confusion. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think that's that's one of the, like, the many relatable chaotic situations of being young too. Like, you know, I think music is for the young. Is It's for the confused, if that makes any sense. Popular music. Right? I, yeah, I get that. It's beautifully uh-huh. put. It's like, for sure. you're a musician and I'm sure you've always been a songwriter, but this is like the first one that's out. I I don't want to talk too much. I mean, I I'm just trying to compliment it more. It's it's a it's a perfect expression of, you know, one of the most turbulent aspects of being of being young. It's it's wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Okay, so as always, there's music on this podcast. I like to play some songs. I feel like what better one to start off with than the banger that my guest has semi-recently released. The first of I hope many many more to come from Calibrisa Diocno. This track is a jam. It's called Confusion. Check it out. Distractions, extractions Bots are growing up They never told you about Factor, fiction Work to get away Work to make you sad Confusion is strong And you're stringing along Can make decisions Moving to your rhythm Passion False reaction Don't make no appeal When you know it's a real Confusion Confusion Or is it an illusion? Confusion What is this you're doing? Doing to me My head and heart don't agree Waiting so patiently Can't shake this feeling Yeah. 
what type of stage are you in at this moment in time with releasing music? Are you seeing how each thing goes? Steps on a ladder? Is there a battle plan? Well, perhaps I am working on a second single. <laughs> okay, I am working on a second single. I just haven't really told anybody. <laughs> um, probably. <laughs> I, I, sometimes I like to work um, in silence and not say anything until stuff is, you know, like for sure. But it is for sure. And maybe, perhaps, planning to release an EP in 2022. <laughs> I, I love it. So it's going to be a triple live album of, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited to get all the creative juices flowing. That's great. <laughs> but it's still very, it's still actually quite new to me because I'm so used to doing covers. And I, I was in a cover band for like three years. I've just, I've been doing like covers most of my life, I would say. <laughs> so this is, it's still new to me. That ties into a longer story that I definitely want to get into, and I, I don't want to glossing over. Let's get into chain, it, whatever it is. Chainsaw. Well, before we leave confusion, I want to say yes. That, um, before I forget, obviously you're photogenic anyway. Uh, but who did well, the awesome? Who did the awesome photography for for the album art? Uh, his name is Jaden, and his Instagram is my identity disorder. And well what's interesting about that photo shoot? It was shot like over a year ago, and it wasn't meant to be for the single we were kind of just shooting and then i thought that specific image that i used was perfect for the song right because you look confused i'm kidding i, I don't know it's <laughs> you <laughs> her know hair what? looks confused hey you know what uh, fucking album cover or, or single cover like what do you need more than than a photo of the artist and the the, the title i mean what's with this highfalutin radiohead bullshit with like abstract paintings of ghosts and cyborgs just a picture of the artist and the name that's all you need <laughs> can i chat with you a bit about chainsaw not to to glorify it or the opposite or gloss over it because it's it's the common ground to how you and i met each other and where our mutual love of singing performing cross paths right yes i know and you mentioned that in your first email to me i was like oh mm -hmm. my gosh chainsaw good times <laughs> It's one of those places where it's like, do I want people to remember me from there? Because <laughs> I've experienced it in, in Toonie Tuesdays. Toonie Tuesdays. What night did you host? You hosted, right? Yeah, I did Tuesdays and Thursdays. I can't remember when exactly. I just know that between 2004, when I turned 19, and the last time I was there was 2017 for St. Patrick's Day. This is a large span of time that I grew up during and... Yeah. and uh, I think it's the people and the situations I was in in life that affect my memories of the place. Like the place itself is a venue with a, with a staff and hosts and DJs mm -hmm. and MCs. However, some of my memories that are foggy or embarrassing or messy had nothing to do with the place itself. It was just a place that properly served you karaoke and drinks. It, it was honestly my favorite place to go to. That, that was the place that I went to if I went out. What's your favorite thing as a performer do you feel like that was one of the play I, I watched your bio video on YouTube and I'm like, oh, I see Maxwell's Music House. I see. Oh, you, did you? I saw the circus room, <laughs> pre circus room closing. Sorry you had to play there. I'm sorry. Oh, my I had gosh. <laughs> yes. Um, so, oh, man. As a karaoke host at Chainsaw, what did that experience give you as a performer artist? Funny story like being a host at Chainsaw specifically was like my dream job back then. Like I wanted to be a host there so bad. And when I got it, I just like couldn't believe it. And I think it was after like a, a local like singing karaoke competition there. And then right. I got offered the job on the spot after. No way. <laughs> <laughs> 
but it, it actually it helped improve my like stage presence a bit and just like just learning how to I guess speak to an audience right and then just I get to test out you know different tunes and stuff and perhaps have a couple drinks on the job <laughs> yeah obviously you and Simon Reed shout outs and Toby when he emceed there like Yes. Uh, three of my favorite hosts. Toby's the one that gave me the job. Oh, nice. And and so many of my memories there are yeah. because of, of Matt and Toby Ebbage bringing me out. Two guys I love and miss a lot. The thing about Chainsaw, because the music that I made was nothing like anything I would sing there. I would always go there, if anything, to wow. sing Thunderstruck or Back in Black. And I was the Brian Johnson impersonator that would blow my throat out. The thing that I loved about going there. Oh, man. If I could get around being repulsed by toxic male energy anywhere in Uptown Waterloo as it's part and parcel of being positioned near two universities. It's just what it is. Yep. The thing about Chainsaw, it's a big place. And on the right night, it's full of people. And to take control of a very, I'm trying to find the word, not apathetic, but very distracted crowd of people who are out on the town and don't necessarily care. If you can grip Uh everyone in that crowd by what you're doing on stage the way you talk to them and the way in which you sing that's a pretty good feeling i do know what you mean and that's like exactly how i felt sometimes there (laughs) your response was so good i'm hearing myself talk for 80 minutes i'm so sorry (laughs) no it's funny yeah i gotta love the zoom delay but yes, you kind of feel like pa- like powerful in a way. <laughs> yeah. What are your karaoke for the karaoke heads out there? What were your special go-tos? The one the ones that made you feel the most empowered? Ah, that's a good question. I mean, I always go through like stages of what I would sing, but <laughs> there was this always this this Iggy Azalea song that I would do because sometimes I like to rap. I don't know if it's good, but I I guess maybe after a couple of drinks I thought it was good. But this song called Black Widow by Iggy Azalea featuring Rita Ora. Um, I would do like Carrie Underwood as well because she has like this power in her voice and I would kind of just like roar it out. Yeah. <laughs> and then songs like Black Velvet by Alana Miles kind of rockin'. I Love Rock and Roll, Joan Jett. Just, and then stuff that like people know because they can sing along and dance along to it. And it's more fun when people know the song because they sing with you and then you like go off that adrenaline. <laughs> right. It struck me, and, and this is in your YouTube video, uh, My Story, The Musical Journey of Clarissa Diocno. Uh, sort of a short video bio. Check it out, everyone. Oh, thank you for watching. What struck me was that until, I think, 2016, uh, all of your singing and performing uh, was devoted to projects that involved singing for cover bands, either that you formed or joined, and that it's only recently... Of course, that you released your original music. Why exactly were you so humble as to devote so many years to the the cover bands? I, I really just like loved the thought of being in a band. Like I loved the thought of being on stage with with other people, I guess, and kind of just sharing the moment with them. So like back in the day, like I I really I loved the band uh, Paramore, and I guess they were my inspiration kind of growing up. And Haley Williams, the lead singer, so. I've gotten a lot of inspiration from her and I just like wanted to be in a band so bad. It's just, there's like just, it's so, there's so much energy when there's, you know, multiple people on stage, you get the mm-hmm. crowd singing along, but it was also cool that, you know, we got paid for the gigs as well. And I did it like basically every weekend for like three years, but it was also awesome to like expand my repertoire 
Because I love singing covers. <laughs> oh, of course. I don't use words like this, but it's it's indicative of someone who wants to perform, who loves performing. I mean, you, you cut your teeth over such a long period of time. I think that's where I got like, this is the beginning of a different chapter. You're saying, here's my thoughts and feelings now. What do you think of those? <laughs> that Yes, that's exactly it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> is it satisfying? It's a whole, it's a whole nother thing. Like so far it is. I'm, I'm actually, I'm very happy with how everything's turned out so far and it's really just the beginning mm-hmm. and i know there's going to be ups and downs but i'm ready to risk it all and, and i think that's sort of like where the story led to the end of the story of your video bio was all right i'm moving forward with this who's with me i love it um, exactly it's like come come along for the journey i don't know how it's gonna go but here you can watch <laughs> yeah and then like a gif of tom cruise and jerry Maguire. who's coming with me? <laughs> yeah <laughs> For the other two songs on this episode, I was uh, I was talking with my prior and soon-to-be-returning guest, Abed Gaith, about our mutual love of the band Warpaint from California, one of our favorite bands, and I finding out about them only when their self-titled album came out in 2014. Uh, I've been obsessed with it. I own it in every format, including the delicious a double vinyl. Uh, What I'm going to be playing for you on this episode are the A-side and B-side to the No Way Out, I'll Start Believing single, which I think uh, has its own glory, but I also feel has some strong Warpaint self-titled album vibes. Either way, there's no such thing as bad Warpaint. It's all beautiful. This is No Way Out Redux by Warpaint on The Todd Donald Show.
let's say roughly as identified by that video, like 2016, 2018, when you were um, exploring your passion for acting, did you mm-hmm. have a goal in mind there? Did you have a set aspiration or was it like a where the wind takes you situation? It was definitely where the wind takes me because it was kind of on a whim, I guess. Like I did do a lot of background work on and off since like 2008, as you saw in the video. And then I was like, oh, it'd be cool if I, I don't know, could do, you know, commercials and stuff. Um, I even got like an audition for a a recurring role on a Netflix show. I did not get it though, but it was a cool experience that like they wanted to see a self tape, I guess. Right. Yeah. I was more focused on actually just doing commercials because I felt like I don't think I could memorize that many lines to be in like a movie or a show. I don't, I don't, I don't think I have enough confidence in myself, like at that point to do that kind of stuff. So I was like, I'm a one liner kind of girl. I'll I'll do the (laughs) silent on camera or like the one lines and commercials. Do you like the art of acting, though? I do. It, it's cool to, like, get into a role. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, uh, for some reason, though, like, I just don't like memorizing lines. It's so right. it's so weird. Or I, or maybe I just, like, I don't know if I didn't believe in myself enough to do that. Like, but I, I still kept, like, going for auditions and stuff. So it, it was a weird kind of contradicting feeling. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I just like to put myself in uncomfortable situations all the time. <laughs> Oh, that's the best. To get out of my comfort zone, I guess. Oh, it, it, it makes the brain work harder and therefore you get smarter. It's awesome. I love it. I know from my experience as a musician and creative, I, I've been in the mindset of industry pursuits and all around the planet mm-hmm. with that in mind and all of those emotions. And as a podcaster or a radio DJ, I've spent 15 plus years talking to hundreds of artists and performers with an entire spectrum of desires and plans, not one of which to me is a wrong answer. And we get to the part of your video bio where you threw yourself willingly into conferences and getting an education on the industry. So if I could ever get to the goddamn point, my question is mm-hmm. for you, why Why is it important in your life that you not only be super fucking talented as you are and making things to, to pursue music in its industry? Well, okay. So the thing, oh, by the way, this is my very, very first podcast ever. So thanks for popping my podcast, Cherry. <laughs> yeah, if you can handle this. Wait, is that I mean, inappropriate? I, sometimes I can never, <laughs> I can never tell if I'm being inappropriate or not. But anyway, no, it's it's all good. Yeah, so I would just I would go to these conferences and networking events by myself. And the thing is, like, I actually don't. I think like I I grew up so so shy, and I don't really like talking <laughs> and like networking and stuff. I find it very, I just like I don't like it. I don't want to do it. But like I I force myself. To, right. to do it because like I know I have to and I know if you want to get into this industry you're gonna have to talk to people and make connections with people in order mm-hmm. to I don't know try to get anywhere so yeah I would go to these conferences and I'd like ask people for business cards ask as many questions as I could get like song reviews and I feel like because music business they always say like it's 10% music and 90% business so oh god I feel like like as an artist you Definitely need to know the business side so you don't get screwed over. <laughs> right. Can we agree that like while it may be important and necessary for a career, it's still it's still gross. That like the industry. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, it's it's quite a, a toxic industry. <laughs> <laughs> like none of the great art- artists would have like made it if there wasn't non-artistic business people running it, but at the same time, we always kind of wish it was artists running it. Because an artist thinks like an artist and appreciates you know, sure. th- those who who need help. I don't know. It's it's hard. Why am I going it, here? It is. It is. But I hope you feel like if, if I'm doing anything with my podcast. It's an, impor- it's an important topic. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't like ne- networking myself. The reason I like talking on this podcast is for me, it's sort of just like a two friends on a coffee date kind of conversation where it's like, you know, people can hear you, but it's still kind of we're just hanging out. Other people are. I love better. like the description of your podcast where it's like you get together to talk about nothing. I just love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talk about nothing and everything. It only sucks when I talk too much. So let me ask you another question. Have you made <laughs> agreements with yourself? Even just vaguely for the future, like the comfort of living, peace of mind. Like goals for I, what I I'm guess so. Stuff. Excellent question. You're making me dig into my brain here. <laughs> Ooh. Well, honestly, I just, I love creating. And then I, I love sharing what I create. And, and it's interesting to see people's reactions too. But I just want to be happy with what I create and what I put out into the world. I also want to be able to, you know, make a, make a living off my music because that would be really cool. Of course. <laughs> it's like, hmm, how, how possible is that? Right. But like to make, you know, 100% of your income through what you truly love and are passionate about, like that would be sweet. Yeah, but I'm all I, about having multiple streams of income. <laughs> right. It, it's a weird internal struggle because everyone has to recommit, as Peter Katz, an old friend of mine, said on a, another friend of mine's podcast. And w- what are you committing to? It's like those who say, yeah, m- making a living off of what I love doing is the dream. Why wouldn't you want that? It would be silly if you didn't want that. But at the same time, you feel yourself in different times and you witness others who are who are just like, it's making a living at that or nothing. Either they're going to make it super successful mm-hmm. or they're going to be like the saddest people you know. <laughs> Isn't it weird? <laughs> it's so like, just the whole industry in general is weird. Like I, I can't even wrap my, my head around it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like... What? Are we crazy to, to choose this path? Like, I don't know. Should I be sitting in an office? I don't know. <laughs> We're all completely insane regarding that, to answer your question. It's a fact. But <laughs> that's what keeps us sane. Being crazy uh-huh. enough to connect your fucking heart, your metaphorical heart, in that way to creative outlets. But in this journey for you, though, what sense of community do you have? Do you feel connected to people who champion you? And what you're doing? Do you feel like you have a, a good network of people that you can talk to at any moment about specific things you're working on or how you're feeling about it? Question mark. Yeah. Yes, I, I definitely do. And it's it's really important to have like a great, you know, support system, friends, family, you know, other artists. And then you just, you just build each other up, encourage each other, talk about, you know, what you're working on, your goals, your dreams. Even my mom and dad, it was so funny. So my dad texted me like just recently. He was just like, hmm, I'm starting to believe in you now. Like with the whole music thing. <laughs> I just, <laughs> he even used the, the thinking emoji face. They they wanted to, me to be like a, a nurse or like, I don't know, work in insurance. And I'm just like, but I'm not interested in that stuff. <laughs> wow. But yeah, and, and and ever since uh, you know the whole COVID thing happened, I I was live streaming uh, on a, on a music platform pretty much daily, and mm-hmm. that was their only way of of seeing me. So they would come to my my live streams, request songs, and like they're like, "Oh, you're you're actually like pretty good." <laughs> <laughs> I still remember twenty years in when my parents thought I was good. I'm I'm meta mocking yeah? what you just said. Um, how, how, you know, it's 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 weird. It's nice. It's a nice feeling, but it's kind of funny because it's like, oh, like just now, like I've been doing this for for so long. <laughs> <laughs> Parents, better late than never. It's a living. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
the live streams, how how regularly did you have get to get a do real that? job? <laughs> <laughs> well, I live streamed on this platform for just over a year, and it was pretty much like a daily thing. It was crazy because I was just like I was probably just like blowing out my voice. I would sing for like four hours a day every day, but it was it was like great practice, and uh, it also helped me like improve the way I speak to people as well because you're you're speaking to the viewers right. and chatting with them, and they're coming into your world, and uh, it's. It's different. It's it's different than being on a stage, but it's cool. It's interesting. Like live streaming is a crazy concept. I'm only speaking for myself here, but like you couldn't have possibly had the same energy for it every time you did it. Oh man, I remember this one time I was I had a headache and I was like, "Oh, I like I can't cancel this now. It's like already scheduled." And I like pulled through like this 2-3 hour stream with a headache and someone requested Bohemian Rhapsody. As soon as I started singing it, my headache was like pounding. It was like the worst headache I've ever felt. But Mama. Just, the show goes on. But I was like, can I just be right back? Because I got to pop a couple of Tylenols. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, yeah, you you need it's you kind of got to put on a, a face every time. Yeah. And, it, you know, if it's every day, it's uh, it's quite it's quite exhausting. But, yeah. you know, they 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 love to see you there. They love interacting with you. It's I mean, it's a good way to build an audience and and, and develop a relationship sure. with the audience. Speaking for uh-huh. myself, there would be some days where I'm like, all right, it's great to be here. Great to see you all. I'm so grateful for you. Bastard, I fucking hate this right now. It, this is one of those days where I, I don't like it. Don't want to be here. But you're a champion, all, all of you who pull through on the down days. Oh, well, I'll tell you, I'll definitely had a lot of those days. Fake <laughs> <laughs> it till you make it. <laughs> so for the last uh, musical interlude, here's the B-side to Warpaint's No Way Out, I'll Start Believing single, and it's called I'll Start Believing. And then we'll get back with the wonderful Clarissa Diakno.
during moments when you don't feel the presence of the support system, even though you know you have it, or the times that you just go to that place in your mind of self-doubt and whatnot, obviously you've had lots and lots of time and experiences to inform that, I guess, right? The the method that works best for you. How do you pick oh, yourself God, up? Oh, self-doubt. <laughs> and what, what do you say to yourself when, how, how do you tell those voices to shut up and stop comparing the image of you to the idea of others' images? And what's your fucking so special method? Oh, man. Comparison is the thief of joy. Who said that? I don't remember, but that that quote stuck with me because it's so true. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I think a lot of people tend to do that, you know, compare yourself with others in the kind of the same field or if they're doing more than you or, you know, better than you. <laughs> <laughs> it's It's hard to not compare. You know what sucks? I mean, I have nothing to back this up with. No research implied here, but... It's almost like it's automatic within human beings to do that because mm-hmm. like we have to to learn that from the moment that we were, we're little kids and we're like that kid has more toys than I do or something like that. We always default almost human beings do that. Is it is it possible that there's someone who is born that's just like, you know, <laughs> I'm only worried about what I'm doing right now and don't need to compare myself with others that inclination i feel like everyone does it it that's it that's it you're right and it's and even just the same way as like just being judgmental as well like just judging people as much as you say like oh like i don't i don't judge people i'm not judgmental i think i feel like we all judge everyone (laughs) (laughs) there's old ted talks devoted to teaching people how to tell themselves to not do that it sucks that it's part of our nature it sucks that it's part of human nature. I, if, mm-hmm. if only we, we could develop the, the cure for that and coronavirus too. That's that's a pain. Um, oh, yes. Oh, please. <laughs> but Hur- I think, hurry up! <laughs> maybe it's part of what drives us too. Maybe part of comparing ourselves to others is like figuring out the stakes and saying, well, I have to have a competitive bone in my body if I'm going to make myself get better make myself do more things. Uh, take That's risks. good. That's like you're spinning it in a positive way. Or maybe I'm just talking about my ass. <laughs> my first <laughs> podcast. Woo! <laughs> so the two questions I ask every guest, I don't remember every time. There, there's the odd time I forget. What's the worst thing that someone could say to you? Parentheses that, that would hurt you. Wow. I've never been asked this question before. Okay. Maybe the worst thing, like one thing I can think of right now is that you're not being you or you're not being yourself. That's pretty existential. (sighs) Wow. I've never thought about that before. Thank you for asking me that. (laughs) Has anyone ever said that? No, not that I can recall. I just, I actually just thought of that right now. Like, I feel like that would hurt my feelings (laughs) because I, you know, like I just try to be who I am, I guess. But I I know everyone has a little bit, like we kind of hold back something sometimes, but- my final answer (laughs) i like that though i'm the kind of person i have been in the past through high school it was a big part of my insecurity where i left every interaction thinking was that person being nice and just walked in the other direction going like todd's a fucking idiot i also what comes to mind is the movie i heart huckabees where jude law is like how am i not myself it's like whoa brain fuck i think we're, we're always ourselves like it or not whether or not we're being the version of ourselves that is acceptable in starbucks versus track pants hand in the pocket at home while a bowl of cheetos (laughs) rests on in our chests oh yeah that's a cartoon image i don't do that (laughs) (laughs) i assume you're being but i just saw it in my mind you did it yeah i'm good at it i mean i don't do that (laughs) Um, (laughs) i've really enjoyed chatting with you in this podcast I, i i believe that that it's clarissa that i'm talking to is anyone else 
I got my grumpy cat pillow over here. He's making that face at me again. And the second of the two I always ask is, what's the best thing that someone could say to you? Ooh. I can't believe I've never been asked these questions before in my entire life. So thank you. <laughs> They're my special hmm. ones. <laughs> All right, let's see. I'm going to give myself like 20 seconds to think. Time. What is time? <laughs> Don't feel put on the spot. Oh, well, this is this is definitely on the spot. It's okay. I sometimes I just need to sit and think, you know, which I don't I feel like I don't do often. <laughs> I'm like very scatterbrained, but at the same time I'm also very organized, so I don't really know how that right. works. <laughs> well, you know, we we live in a capitalist, you know, uh we, we we don't all have the chance to as much as we'd like to, right? It's true. I think the best thing or the first thing that comes to mind would be that like all your work and all your effort is showing is is paying off something like that, you know, because mm-hmm. I do like work on this stuff a lot and it'd be nice to be recognized for that. Like she's working hard. So like, I don't know, she deserves the success or whatever. I don't know how that sounds, but <laughs> <laughs> or like good things or like, you know, a good yeah. existence. I mean, hell yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't want to cut you off if you had anything more. Oh, no, I'm just like sitting and thinking about it. It's a, it's a good question. I'm probably going to like sit on these questions again after. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fitting to how I feel about you. I mean, just as far as knowing you, you've always been a nice person. When we first met, when I saw you go on stage and sing a song, as far back as many years ago, your voice and, and your stage presence shook me. That's someone who, who gives a shit. That's someone who, who's, who's in it. And that's someone who's committed to something. I didn't know back then where it was going to take you. I didn't know until different things that you pursued. And like, fuck your parents. What do they know? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling my mom and dad. You can see in three minutes in that video bio just how many different avenues you'd explored and how many years you put into this. Seeing you put out original music is devastating. Of course, I'm ready to talk to you as a performer and now an artist. That's great. Don't be a stranger. I I, I certainly sit among those who um, appreciate what you put into it. So don't fucking stop. Hell yeah. Never. Can't stop, won't stop. (laughs) My eyes are very moist right now. Thank you for your kind words. What platforms are you on that people can connect with you and hear your music? I'm literally everywhere. I try to be everywhere. We got the Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music. We got Tidal, Deezer. We got Bandcamp. We got SoundCloud. We got Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, and official website. Stalk me. Hey, hey, hey Lois. Oh, sorry, that's good. I, I <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of The Todd Donald Show. Starring, produced, and edited by Todd Donald. The piano music in the rap is by J.P. Sunga, who you can find at jpsunga.com. The theme music is Mackie Alkino by William Chernoff. Find him at chernoff.band. And I'm Milo Axelrod, Todd's favorite bar none human voice. And I'm not bragging, he wrote this. If you'd like to hear more of my voice, check out my podcast, Describing a Rock in which I describe some rocks. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Please support The Todd Donald Show by sharing it with anyone who might enjoy it. Follow and interact with at Todd Donald Show on Twitter and Instagram. 
And if you feel like going the extra mile on iTunes, please subscribe, rate, and review, preferably in its favor. Have a great day, friends. Thank you.